This week's guest is Kelly Gunther, a 2014 Olympian, a speed skater who only four years before the Olympics had a double compound fracture. Many of you have probably seen that video, and it's amazing her comeback from that injury to become an Olympian, something she dreamed of since she was a child. Welcome to Casa de Confidence, a podcast for women and some cool dudes going in the direction of their dreams and the confidence it takes to reach them. I'm your host, Julie DeLuca Collins, and your sidekick, handsome hot husband, that again. I am a dreamer, a traveler, a visionary, and risk taker. I am a lover of books, activist, philanthropist, and most of all, We are supporter of people and their dreams. If you're someone to the casa for the first time, welcome. If you've been here before, we're so glad you're back. Grab your drink of choice, settle in, and make yourself at home. Hey, Julie. How are you doing today? Good morning, Daniel. I am fanboying today because you know how yes. much of a fan of the Olympics that I am. You love the Olympics. I do. I watched it when I was a kid. I remember the first Olympics I watched in 1984. Me too. L.A. So that was the final Olympics I watched pretty much everyone ever since when I when I was able to. So, yeah. yeah. So Well, uh, I like the Olympics too, but I definitely I am more of a pick and choose the uh, the events I like. Yeah, the events that Julie likes is the opening ceremonies. <laughs> That's not an event. It's not a competition <laughs> event. Seriously? I also like like the skating <laughs> and I like um let's see what else. N- not pole vaulting, no offense to you, pole vaulter. I'm not a pole vaulter. Didn't you pole vault in high school? No. Am I saying that wrong? Why would I pole vault? I'm afraid of heights. (laughs) Do you know how high they get? (laughs) I guess. We didn't have that kind of sport in my high school. I did track and field in high school. Yes. I was a field events guy. Field events. Shot put, discus, and javelin. And I was best at discus. That's throwing like the frisbee? Frisbee thing? Yeah, that's throwing like the frisbee. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have to say, in high school, sports were not my thing. No, you were the um, majorette? No, I was not a majorette. You did the baton thing, though, right? I in did. band? No. Didn't you do I that? I did not do the baton. What did you do? I did the flags, and I also danced you in did high flags school. And, and then danced. in ninth grade, I did cheerleading. So with a, oh. oh, very good. I was in the flag corp. And I'm not going to say what people corp? used to call us. Yeah, we used to call it the corp. Why? I don't know. The P is the P is silent. Oh, I'm not from this country. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, but wait, I have to, I have to say we had the big flags, which to this day, boys and girls, sometimes when I'm cleaning or we're outside and I'm cleaning, and I'm a little stressed. Like, it brings me joy to twirl around mm. a broom, which you hate, by the way. Yes. I don't hate. Maybe I should, I should go back. Stro- Maybe- hate's a very strong word. I I 
typically don't use that word. Okay, well, you don't appreciate. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. When we're out in the yard uh, doing leaves and we're both working hard and then I turn around and she's spinning the rake like a baton. I'm like, Julie, <laughs> it's getting dark out. There's something about a stick that makes me want to spin it and throw it up in the air and catch it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of both the winter and summer events in the Olympics. You know, and Kelly I, is the second Olympian I meet. I am. Oh, very cool. Yeah. The first one is Bonnie St. John. Mm-hmm. who is um, a, she was a speaker for the United Way for Power of the Purse oh, a couple years ago. Very neat. But I love Kelly. So, and, Kelly, you, you've actually um, developed a relationship? I have developed a relationship with Kelly. Kelly and I get to speak to each other on a weekly basis. Well, let a, me, a, a, let a me personal guess, conversation. Let me guess. What what platform? On Zoom. On Zoom? And Clubhouse. And well, Clubhouse. Cl- okay, so we speak in Clubhouse. <laughs> That's, of course, how we met. But we get to chat, and Kelly has big dreams. And mm-hmm. I, as you know, am a supporter of women and their dreams. Mm-hmm. So I am supporting her in any way possible so that she can go out. And let me tell you, people, you are hearing about her now. Free here. And one day, we're going to talk with Kelly. And I'm going to say, remember when you were in my little old podcast, you rock star world speaker, you, (laughs) because her story is so impactful. Her personality is so infectious. She is so open about, you know, the challenges that she's had in her life and the things that she's had to overcome, which I love about her. Yeah. Yeah, she's one of the great comeback stories for a person trying to make the Olympics in 2010. And actually, that same year, suffered a skating accident and had a multiple compound fracture in her leg. And uh, took a a year, at least a year, I think, um, of, of recovery there before she could get the screws removed for her leg and start training again. And then... Over the next three years, she got to the point and she qualified and and was in the 2014 Olympics. That's amazing. And and the fact that, you know, when you hear compound fracture, right? Oh, I can't imagine. I I, like, okay, it sounds serious. I've never broken a bone. I know. I broke my clavicle. Oh, yeah. And I had a hairline fracture in my ankle. I know this comes as a shock to That's you. because you fall all the time. I don't fall all the time. Well, you're not participating in the Olympics now, are you? Well, if there was a... <laughs> my God. <laughs> if they had a long fall competition. A long fall? Oh, my God. That's rude. I've seen you fall, and so it took rude. like 10 seconds before you actually hit the ground because you're trying to catch yourself. Oh, my gosh. Remember when we, right before oh we gosh. got married? Long fall and competition. I, it was Easter. It was the year before we got married, and it was oh, Easter, man. and I was living in New York, and I came for the weekend. We were going to have some friends over oh for God. Easter. That's another that's another Olympic event you could do a oh. a high fall competition <laughs> wow. where you actually fall 
down the stairs in reverse. You, I, didn't you fall up the stairs? Did you no, just fall I was down coming down. I was coming down the stairs, and I, I, all I know is that I was at the top of the stairs, somehow began to walk, and the next thing you know, rather than walking down the stairs, I proceeded to fall down the stairs on my ass. Hey, language. And boop, 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 all the way down. Okay. Yeah. If anybody has. Her coccyx wasn't the same for years. I am in pain. And it's not pleasant. And for the remainder of that weekend. Okay. Well, it was, this was a great story. Wait a minute. Not only could I not move, and I really thought we were going to go on Easter Sunday to the emergency room to have them look at my butt because it Mm -hmm. hurt, right? So the next night, and when I worked in Brooklyn, the company that I worked for, we always had Easter Monday off. So I could stay over, right? So I was staying over Sunday night, and as I'm staying over that night, I... Our Dan's bachelor bed was pretty high. It was pretty high up. And it was a double side or a full size bed. Queen. No, it was full size, whatever it was. And, you know, so it's snug for us and whatever. And then I was trying to turn over because. Of course, I was sleeping on the couch because we weren't married. Oh, my God. I was trying to turn over <sighs> and not like lay on my butt as I turned over because mm. it hurt, right? So then I swung my left leg over and I sleep on the left side. So picture this. I swung it over and I misjudged. And the next thing you know, I fall right off the bed mm. and like, ka-choom! I like fall. And then, of course, you know, the, the side of the bed hit me. I mean, I hit my head, I hit my back, I hit my arm, I was screaming, my butt hurt, and I looked like a victim of, like, a bad accident with all the bumps and bruises I had after that weekend. And ever since then, we have not hosted Easter. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if there's a correlation. How did we get from Olympian to... Stories about you falling. I don't know, but I, I, um, maybe that was an epic fall. Maybe that was an epic fall. It was an epic fall. I don't have epic competitions like Kelly does. It's not a fall from grace, but a lack of grace to fall. Oh, wow. You should quit that. (laughs) Anyhow, so uh, I've had a crazy week. I've had a had a good week and then for the last two weeks we've been going in connecticut without masks and i'm like all right let's see how this goes i'm apprehensive about that friday night Mm. i'm getting sick i'm like oh my gosh i haven't been sick since we've been wearing masks i'm like "Uh uh-oh this is it not wearing a mask i it's, it's me i my theory is this mask is like helped me not get flu cold stuff like that and i am food's not staying in my stomach if you know what i mean and i'm dizzy i got a fever and well short long story short it's not the mask i have food poisoning so I, I've been like lethargic, and right now I'm just, and I'm supposed to work all weekend. 
had an opportunity to be in work and, and help work on a special project. Not and, working uh, here for GoCon. No, 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 services. for the other stuff. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna bounce back and take a nap for the rest of the day. Good for you. So anyway, I'm going for a manicure. So oh, it's well. my first manicure in a year and a half. Oh, good for you. I have to say. I have never in my life gone this long without having a manicure. That's true. I and and my nails have had it was my I had pandemic nails. Pandemic nails. Pandemic nails? Yeah. They went from like manicured to chipped. Well, I have to say right now. Yeah. So she yes, she went from manicured to chipped to chewed. Because she she started chewing I was and biting, biting my her nails. nails, and she has been practicing simple habits lately. And her simple ha- one of the, her simple habits she's been practicing is to not chew her nails. And wow, she almost doesn't need a manicure. These her nails are the longest I've seen them without having you know facsimiles added to them. Facsimiles. Uh, facsimiles. How is that? Fake nails. I've never had fake nails. Thank oh, you very much. Whatever. I don't know. Well, they're the longest I've ever seen your nails. Because without, I've been... I'm sorry, not fake nails. Without having like hardener and having polish, polish and filler or whatever you put on. I'm going to tell you what it is. I don't too. know. I'm a guy. I don't know the stuff. The lacquer. That collagen. I've been drinking oh, my and collagen. She's been drinking her collagen. You know. Have you? I have not, mm-hmm. and I'm going bald again because of it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yep. Anyway. Anyway. We've gone on long enough. We have. I'm excited to hear this interview, and I'm excited for people to hear this interview. Absolutely. And people, please listen to this amazing young woman. She is going to make an impact on the world. Her words and her encouragement make an impact on many people. Every morning on the morning show that Molly Dare hosts on Clubhouse Monday through Thursday, um, on air with Molly Dare. I am plugging Molly Dare because she is also coming on the show. But my friend Kelly Gunther is a phenomenal young woman. She is the comeback kid. I hope that you are able to be inspired and motivated by her words and her story. And you give her a follow. And remember that she is living the life that she wants for herself and going confidently in the direction of your dream of her dreams. And I hope that you do the same. And without further ado, Kelly Gunther. Kelly, I want to welcome you officially to Casa de Confidence. Thank you so much for being here. I am so inspired by you. And my husband is so jelly that I get to speak to you. And he is not here. And he debated about going into work late so he could meet you. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's such an honor to be here. Thank you for doing this. I'm honored to be in and honored to even hear that your husband is a fan. I love that. So, well, so- he is a big Olympics fan. I am too, but he's definitely out there more <laughs> so. Um, and, and, you know, when I told him that I had met you, he he's like, oh, my God, do you know who that is? I'm like, yes, I know. <laughs> and uh, anyway, but for the listeners who maybe are not Olympic fans, but uh, I would love for you to introduce yourself and tell us who you are. And what do we need to know about Kelly? Yes, um, I'm Kelly Gunther, 2014 Olympian, long track speed skater. 
I am now retired. Uh, November or November, January was officially three years since I've been done with skating and moving on to the next chapter of life and really just becoming out to who I want to be, a motivational speaker, and just really the girl next door to be humble, to connect with everybody and anybody, and just to always show you and tell you that you can always believe in yourself no matter what obstacles you face and what comes your way. So that's just really me. And I love to be an open book and, you know, share everything that I can. Well, thank you again for coming. And I know for you, you are in this brand new journey. And I can't wait to see what amazing things you do because you um, are resilient. You are committed to your goals and in the process you are inspiring others. I get to hear you most mornings <laughs> and <clears throat> I hear about just your mindset. How do you motivate yourself and how can you create the simple habits that allow you to grow, to become a better version of you? Now, you talked a little bit about being an Olympian. You are retired now. Tell me, did you always want to go to the Olympics? And I know that a lot of people probably ask you this. Yes. Um, yes, I did. At six years old, I knew I wanted to go to the Olympics. Uh, I can remember just sitting in front of the TV. The 1994 Olympics were going on, and I was actually watching figure skating. So all mm. of that, like spins and spins, and I'm just being on stage. And it was in that moment as I was watching, knowing that I want to be on that stage someday. I want to be able to tell my story. So it's kind of cool now that I can sit back and kind of see it come full circle uh, because I wasn't a figure skater because I was always too fast to tell, like to hear the beat. So that's why that didn't work out. But now my dream is, is to still be on that stage and tell my story. Mm -hmm. I mean, now what a better way, because I have a story mm -hmm. as a six year old. I didn't have, you know, I didn't have it then, um, you know, but years later to um, kind of, as I said, ha have it come full circle and go back to that little girl watching that, uh, them compete telling their story through music and now I get to or want to become just that same little girl that I've always wanted to become it's amazing you know my niece is seven <clears throat> excuse me and she um I watch her I watch her start to evolve and begin to mm -hmm. really resonate with different things right and I think that until we're seven or eight when our st our brain stops developing and science says that 80% of what you learn in life is learned by the age of seven or eight mm -hmm. and I think that we continue to learn throughout our life but ultimately I see her and I think oh my gosh you know what is she gonna do what is she gonna accomplish and it's amazing that you at that early age started to just set your mind on a big goal and mm -hmm. started to um, focus on the things that you needed to do to get there. Um, what did your parents say? And and did the family around you, how did they rally, support you, or create the environment for you? Yeah. Um, well, it was actually just my mom and I. She was like mm -hmm. a huge influencer when I skated. It was always our dream to, I guess, go to the Olympics. Um, my dad uh, was in my life, and so her mm -hmm. and I moved to Michigan. 
Uh, so that being part of the story as well um, was something that was kind of hard for me to embrace because I've mm. always wanted that relationship. But, you know, I'm a huge believer. Everything happens for a reason. Mm. And I got to learn and grow from that because as my inline coach, uh, you know, really became that father figure for, for me. And I always say that whenever I do get married, hopefully someday, I would have him walk me down the aisle. So just, Aww. you know, learning to grow from, you know, what you thought, you know, was should be to what could be and what mm -hmm. you know is so much more powerful than you know just that to have that relationship um so he, i still talk to him today he was an inline coach he had nothing to do with ice um but there was days that it was hard for me on the ice or whatnot and i would always call him like okay and you'll you know the best advice from the best coach because he is really the one that made me the athlete who i became really made me who I was, I, I believe, as a person inside and out versus just on the roller rink, you know, to transfer mm -hmm. over to in life as well. Um, you know, my mom, yeah, she was always supportive to, you know, to push me, to believe in me. Uh, but now it's just really cool, you know, stepping back and kind of getting to do it for myself with all the tools that I've been learned to um, been given. What would you say are two of the lessons from those influential people in your life that you continue mm -hmm. to carry and then you give to others as you continue to motivate and inspire them in your speaking career? Yeah. Um, with Rob, who was my inline coach, really the big takeaway is there is, you know, what you put in is what you get out. And that's such mm -hmm. a huge uh like reminder for me and every day I'm like reminded of that. Um, he was always words of encouragement and you know, it's another favorite one was it's always the days you don't want to get out and go to the gym or you don't want to get out and do anything. Those are always the best days that you have because that's when you're pushing yourself. That's when you're pushing your mindset to keep going and keep being to what you're reaching for. And that's what really sits with me home today as I'm becoming the speaker that I want to become is to keep pushing myself and keep getting out there. Um, and then with my mom, I believe it's just that, you know, her always believing in me to be able to teach me still to believe in me and who I'm becoming because I was always that girl who never believed in myself, like middle school, high school. Mm. It took me a very long time to ever believe in myself. So I think that's a huge part of who I'm becoming as well is that there's always been a mask on and it's like, who is Kelly? You know, this is Kelly who I'm becoming to be able to share and tell that part of that story because sometimes it sits a little bit more home with me versus than just the Olympics, just the mm -hmm. Olympian because there's so much more, you know, of that because a lot of people don't know that. Like I was that girl who never believed in myself. And so mm -hmm. I was in my early 20s to help inspire, you know, women and girls because I, I know sometimes even in my early 30s, there's days where I don't always believe in myself and always put my best foot forward. Uh, you know, so to have those life lessons to, you know, to keep pushing me and keep encouraging myself to, you know, share so many others. I think that, you know, it happens to most of us, Kelly, that, mm -hmm. and, and again, you know, we, we hear this so much, especially for us who, who are on stages and clubhouse and imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome, but that's real. And mm -hmm. I wonder for you, as you began to, you know, forge your way as you were in your teens and you were in your twenties, what started to make that breakthrough for you to start to mm -hmm. <clears throat> push forward despite the voices that were telling you, you know, you're not enough or you're not getting it together or you're not, you, you're not it, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> because we hear that. And then you alluded as well that you the best days are the ones that you push yourself, right? Oh, so how did you become to make that transition? And and again, I don't think that every everyone ever stops dealing with the voices that tell you you can't do it, right? But how did you begin to make that transition? Um, really just digging deep inside within myself <laughs> and knowing one, how passionate I, I was for skating and to really use that to my advantage to, <laughs> to be able to carry that. Um, but what I think is a neat lesson for, I have learned from myself with through all of that is because I didn't believe in myself with skating until I believed in myself and just really connecting mm. to who I was in, in the mirror and, you know, saying it over and over again, I believe in myself and I am beautiful or, you know, whatever the words of encouragement that it took for me to do that, then transferring over into skating. And that was a huge lesson now that I can sit back and look and say, wow, like I got to, you know, go through that through mm -hmm. myself and teach myself how to really believe and find that inner core of that transition over to then skating and vice versa um into mm. who i was and who i was becoming to be and more importantly like who i'm still becoming to be that's what's so so neat to me is that it's like a whole new chapter of life and i'm at the starting line again and this is this is my dream i think is what is so cool about it I think that, you know, being at the starting line or something is always very exciting and there's a level of nerves. And I tend to say to people, um, you know, that's, that's the natural fear, but just mm -hmm. turning that over to the excitement to propel you forward. What is your process for overcoming that level of nerves or fear that may be at the beginning of whether it be a race or whether it be something that you're doing or you're doing something that many people have a fear of. That's one of the greatest fears is being in front of people and speaking. How do you overcome that? Yeah. Um, you just really overbecome <laughs> it, like knowing how bad you want it and knowing that it is going to suck at the beginning. And it is a huge learning lesson, mm -hmm. you know, for everybody, you're at the starting line of a whole new chapter. And it is scary. Like, trust me, I'm at that starting line. And it's terrifying. But knowing of where I want to get to, and mm -hmm. you have to believe of where you want to get to, to be able to get there, just like that six year old little girl, I had dreamt of getting to the highest stage that I could ever compete on. And now back at the starting line of a whole new race for myself is I want to be one of the best speakers that I can be. I want to be on the New York bestseller list and have multiple books because the story is just now unfolding. And that's what's so cool about my story is it's that part of the chapter has opened and closed, but now a whole brand new book is getting to open. And now I get to, you know, share and relate to so many others that we're at that starting line and it's okay to have that fear. Absolutely. And it's okay not to always be strong and, you know, perfect that everyone thinks that we are, um, you know, to go back and have those, you know, conversations with yourself and, you know, be okay to keep being you and keep discovering who you want to be. Who do you want to be other than a speaker? So um, put, put that aside and let's, you know, if we, if, if, and I think that for many of us, and, and this is a discovery I made for myself, mm. um, I define myself by my career, my accomplishments in, in the corporate world. <clears throat> in early in January of 2020, mm -hmm. the question, I, I was reading a book. I was reading the book by Dave Hollis. I don't know if you read it. And um, one of the things that he said is that he defined himself by his role 
as an executive in the um, Disney company. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought, oh, you know, I always introduce myself like, blah, 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 right? And I'm like, yeah. who am I outside of that? I'm not a mom. And mm-hmm. I, I'm certainly a wife and I have dogs. So I'm a doggy mama. <laughs> and, but who is Julie, right? And how do you, how do I define myself? And I needed to go through in 2020 was really the discovery of who is that person outside of the roles that she fills for you. Are you in that place? Have you discovered that? What, what's going on? Tell me. Yeah. Um, that's, I love that question because that's what is so important to me. And that's where I never want skating to define me. And I Mm. never want to be known just as the Olympian because for 25 years, I've always had to, or got to be Kelly, the skater, uh, where there's so much more inside that's coming out, you know, to coming to the surface to always being the girl next door. And that's really what I want to be known as and, you know, leave a mark and and a legacy behind me to just be open and humble. And and I love that of who I am because I have that down to earth, you know, personality where I can talk to anybody and share and help, you know, whoever, like becoming the girl who had the learning disability, who was so ashamed of it to mm-hmm. now I would love to be the voice of it and help, you know, those who are sitting in that classroom because I've, I've sat in that classroom, mm-hmm. you know, where I was so ashamed of it and, you know, so terrified to, you know, be labeled, you know, as that. And now getting to to step out inside of that and mm-hmm. getting to step outside of, no, I don't want to be defined as just Kelly the skater. Sure, that again, that was a huge part of my chapter, but it's not who I am. I am I am just Kelly. And right. that's that's what I love is that, you know, it doesn't have to be labels or titles, you know, mm-hmm. or this or that. It's just the girl next door. And I loved and I relate so much to um, Jessica Simpson's book, mm-hmm. Open Book. And if she didn't take that uh, name, I would love the title <laughs> of it because it, I, I just want to do be an open book and and share my experiences, you know, through all throughout life and who I really, you know, just am. They're just I'm just Kelly. <laughs> I, I I think that you're more than just Kelly. One of the things that I've noticed about you is mm-hmm. that there's an inner light. And mm-hmm. even when we spoke before in your passion for um, students who are um, dealing with, with learning challenges. And, and I was in education for many years. And I know that that's definitely something that not only is a journey that they go on their own, but it's obviously something that their parents are also there. And, you know, when you first um, are, are um, labeled or when you are first uh, put into the system of special education, there's so many unknowns that people deal with. And mm-hmm. the fact that you're providing, um, you're, you're inspiring them. You're, you are talking about, you are more than a label and the world is ready to label you. And this is why mm-hmm. I, I typically tell my clients that it's very important to create, um, a personal brand for themselves, because right. if you don't, somebody else will create that and make yeah. assumptions or create that narrative. Um, what would you say is one of the values that you have as a person that defines your personal brand as Kelly? Yeah, <clears throat> uh, just being who I am and opening up and showing, you know, that there's so much more than life that you think that there is. And just really having 
the value to be to be humble and to be able to connect mm. with anybody and everybody and you know to be that girl to tell you that you know even in my early 30s as i said it's i don't always believe in myself but you know to have that confidence to know that it's okay to have a bad day and it's okay to wake up tomorrow and know it's a new day and that's where i believe my story is such a humble you know mm -hmm. for all ages is because as as I said, as an early 30 year old, you know, there's women who walk by, like, don't have the confidence maybe to go into the boutique or to buy the hat or, you know, whatnot. Mm -hmm. It's the same with a 17 year old girl who may be ashamed of being in special ed or, you know, whatever the case is to really mm -hmm. have that core value of that's who I am, you know, and right. that's who I stand out to be is just, uh, I want to be that person to be able to help everybody and to be just the brand of myself and mm -hmm. you know really becoming the brand of not just as an Olympian also and I think that's such a huge um important part of the message is that I don't again to be defined just as that because I know there's so much more behind it and that's what's so important yeah and you're you're really making that um journey a, mm -hmm. a uh, journey that you're not only going through and learning and growing yourself, but you mm -hmm. are also teaching others in the process. And I think that that's so important. You know, I, I have to say, um, I had watched the video and mm -hmm. you, you, when you and I connected, you sent it to me and I watched it again. And yeah. um, I, I, I was moved mm -hmm. to tears. Um, not so much by, you know, watching what happened, but I was moved to tears and, and, you know, we can share the video of, of, you know, that you shared with me. Um, and that's a little bit of you telling your story. Um, but I was moved to tears, not by the, the, the actual injury that you show, mm -hmm. but actually the emotion that you shared and you showed in the video of knowing that you rise, you mm -hmm. you came up from that. Mm -hmm. um, talk, talk, talk to me a little bit about that. And I know that, you know, this is not what defines you, but certainly mm -hmm. a lot of people question how is it that you were able to get through an injury? And why don't you take us through the process of what happened for those who don't know you and don't know the story of, of your, your injury and what happened? Take us through that. Yeah. Um, I love that question because as I will take you on this, this little quick journey, I always say my foot hanging off my leg is the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Mm. Um, I think in that moment, as I was laying on the ice and if it, everybody for the listeners picturing, just picture like a baseball player sliding into home plate because my arms out in front of me, my legs behind me, laying on that cold ice, you know, shivering. I just, I, well, I never cried on the moment in the ice because mm -hmm. I believe I was just so much in shock um, and looking and seeing my foot hang off. I had said to myself, okay, I'm going to look once and just never look again. But it was in that moment that I, I think something internal came about and that's who I became to be is that I learned that it was going to be okay. I was alive. Mm. You know, there's hospitals and I'm there's surgeries and that's where I'm going to go, um, you know, to leading on to going to live my dream out at the Olympic training center. And I think this mm -hmm. is really, really where my story starts to develop and become who I become is because I never got to go to college. <laughs> and so the Olympic training center for me kind of basically was my college. Honestly, it, 
uh, it's like the center for athletes to go. It's in Colorado Springs. Mm -hmm. You know, there's dorm rooms there. There's all kinds of athletes coming in and out. There's permanent residence there. And ever since I was an inline speed skater, I always said, I want to live there someday. Like, that's my dream is to live mm -hmm. there because so, you know, need to be around the cafeteria. And like I said, all these huge high-end athletes coming in and out. Uh, so that's where I got to live and do my rehab. So, mm. you know, from that very moment on, I, I took that injury to kind of change it around to, well, it's like my foot hanging off my leg to, to get to live a dream come true. But how neat that it was to, for me to experience that. And I think I connected so much is because I didn't have to be Kelly the skater. I just got to be Kelly and I got to, you know, brand this new relationship with other athletes and see like what they got to do and who, and who they were. Um, I never dated in, in high school because I was always the roller girl. I was always, you know, <laughs> off to different cities and I was that gr the prettiest right. girl in the classroom. <laughs> I will tell you that right now um, to falling in love. Like the men's gymnastics team was out of there. So I had my first boyfriend. And again, it goes back to, I always say it took my foot hanging off, you know, to meet him, but, you know, to have that such connection of who I got to become <laughs> and who I was is that that was my world is um, really to experience that and just to live, you know, live through those moments that something bad absolutely became something so good for me because then I, you know, really just resonated of who I got to be and who I wanted to be. And now that's coming back full circle to to that girl who, you know, wanted to share and tell my story to help so many others um, that I get to help. I, I love that, you know, you look at a story that a lot of people, when something happens in life and circumstances come about, many people look at themselves as the victim in the story. And we have no, no, um, you know, control or power over circumstances. All we have is the power of how we choose to think of something happening. And you are a bright example of that. You, it's not what happened to you. It happened for you because then you were able to go to the Olympic Training Center. You were able to surround yourself with like-minded people. And, you know, one of the things that I talk about in this podcast so often is that we have to surround ourselves mm -hmm. with the people that we want to be like. Um, and if we are the smartest person in the room, like they say, right, I forget who said the quote and I quote it a lot and I should, guess I should know who says it, right? But if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Or if you're yes. the, the overachiever in the room, you're in the wrong room. And yes. that's so important for sure. Hey friends, do you have a tendency to overcommitting and don't feel like you can get more stuff done? You've invested in seminar and coaches, but haven't gotten to the right place. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to my brand new Confident You Co-op. It is a step-by-step -step group coaching program with a clear blueprint that shows you what you need to do to eliminate overwhelm and be successful. We will be going through step-by-step -step how to be able to grow your business, grow your confidence, and be successful. Just click on my website, Go Confidently Coaching, and you'll have all the information that you need in order to sign up. There's only limited spots and I want you to learn how to overcome the overwhelm and be successful. For you, you know, as you're beginning this new journey, you're in Ohio, right? Yes. Yep. What was it like to move to Ohio and begin a new life there? Um, 
I, it was a complete leap of faith. I lived in Salt Lake City for 12 years. And the, the year after I retired, I lived there just to figure out if I wanted to stay in Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. Because um, the year or as I was transitioning after skating, I really connected to my faith, um, my church, my girlfriends. I kind of started mm-hmm. like a whole new life already as I was, you know, during skating. And that became my world. And I knew it was always going to be hard to leave my <laughs> church. And I was like, I can never leave Salt Lake because I, mm. I can't leave my church. Um, so fast forwarding, it took me a very long time to come to terms about it, that mm-hmm. I was ready. But I just felt God tell me, you know, uh, I don't know why you're going to move to Ohio. I don't have an answer for you because I had said I would maybe always go homeless before I moved to Ohio. <laughs> um, and was saying that is just because mm-hmm. I grew up in Michigan. So like right. that you know, was my world. Um, nothing against Ohio. But uh, just taking that leap of faith and just mm-hmm. trusting. And this summer would just be two years that I've been here. And I am I think I'm still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Ohio is just a stepping ground. And I knew that moving into it. And I think mm-hmm. that's why taking that huge leap of faith is knowing that, okay, this is just where he's going to land me for right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly why, but I still want to go to where I want to go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always dreamt of, you know, moving to the South. I've always been drawn to like Southern hospitality. Again, I don't know why growing up in the Midwest, but I, <laughs> I always have. And, and that, I think that's what's so important too about my message is that that's kind of gotten lost. Like I've always wanted to be the girl who wore the you know, beautiful wedding dress. And I still have hopes in that, you know, today still, and marry into a big family. And as that little girl, I watched on, you know, as figure skating was going on during those Olympics, I've always remember me saying, I want to marry into a big family as Mm. that little girl too. So that is where, you know, I think the surface is kind of cool about coming out because, you know, that's kind of got lost. And that's where I want to become who I am is is the chair and tell that part of my story too. you know, Kelly is still there, like, she, you know, she's right. coming out like people, you know, don't they always just know the skater girl. Uh, so really transferring over to, I think God is like kind of been like, okay, I'm gonna put you here to keep figuring out, you know, who you are and who you're <laughs> becoming. And uh, that's what's so neat is just to, you know, to start developing that and, you know, still wanting to go to the South and that I am going to get there. But he's like, no, I'm going to put the brakes on for a second, you know, and figure out who you are. It's interesting because I know that, um, you know, in my faith, God has taken me places and it's been sort of like that desert experience, right? That Mm -hmm. we have this thought, like, I want to, this is what I want for my life. And um, we, pursue things and then we land in a place and that's not where we really ultimately want to be and um but if we continue you know i have to share um when i was in high school mm-hmm. i was a little anti-marriage to an extent but i also would i i was a youth group girl i grew up in church and i knew that i wanted to marry a man of god and he needed to have this 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 quality and somewhere along the line um, I got sidetracked or distracted or, and I married somebody else prior to my now husband, Dan. Um, and you know, we were friends. We had a lot of fun together and, um, I don't regret marrying him because it certainly created the experience and has made me the person that I am now. Um, but obviously the marriage did not work out and it was not the right 
place for me to be. And, you know, now um, when my husband, Dan and I, and, you know, we married and someday, you know, we'll, we'll share the whole story with people, um, how this came about. Um, but I remember we, we went, I moved to Connecticut, first of all, from New York city, which was like, Oh my God, what am I doing in Connecticut? And I still, I've been here nine years and I just realized that when I talk to people who I don't know here, I tell them, Oh, I, I just moved here. I'm like, no, I didn't just move here. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, um, but when I had just definitely just moved here, um, we went up to the eastern corner of the state where my husband is from, which is a, a little rural. And, you know, I'm a city girl. And there is a place that he used to go in high school and volunteer, which is a retreat center. <clears throat> and he helped to build some of the gardens and some stuff in there. And as we were walking um, and we were talking and then all of a sudden I stopped and I was so overcome with emotion. Mm -hmm. I was crying because mm -hmm. I thought, oh my God, like this is the person that I said I wanted to marry when I was in high school. This mm -hmm. is the man who loves God, loves his family, is so committed to me, is so committed to our relationship. And, you know, it took me to go all away all around and mm -hmm. make all these other detours in order yeah. to finally arrive to the mm -hmm. thing that God had in store for me. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and to, and to be there. And I think that, um, I would not have appreciated my husband. And he, um, he and I, he went to college in Ohio, as a matter of fact. Okay. I was supposed to go to the same school. And at the last minute, I did not. So we probably, because it's such a small school, we probably would have met there. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing to see that even though when you take different turns, you know, there is a plan for your life and there is a plan for, for you to move forward. Um, so for you... You know, your plan is out there and yes. you do today what you're called to do, which is speaking, because that's your gift. And, you know, I will see you in the South with a big family. Yes. <laughs> yeah, hopefully if it's within the plan. Right. So yes, just, just plugging along. Um, Kelly, who inspires you? I know that you talked about your mom and your coach. Anybody yeah. else right now inspiring you? Yeah, um, I really think other athletes is like, I really said, like I really connected, well, not that she's an athlete, but Jessica Simpson and just really how much I connected to her book and mm. how I, she just inspires me to just open up, you know, to know that, get to know Kelly, you know, <laughs> more behind the story of just the Olympics. And that's who really, you know, I, who, I connect to and inspire. And it's the same of Nastia Lucan. Like I follow her mm. on social media and sometimes I read her posts and I'm like, is she like saying my brain or like, is she talking? <laughs> Cause that's her whole method as well is like, she wants to be more known as just Nastia, the Olympic gold medal. And mm -hmm. I think that's so powerful and it's so relatable because not that I was a gold medalist or anything, but, you know, get to know who we are and get right. to know me for the girl next door, the humble, mm -hmm. you know, who wants to just be down to earth and help forever many, you know, that I can. And, you know, that's where, you know, who inspires me to keep being me and to keep reaching others. I actually, um, it, it's funny you mentioned that to, you know, get to know past 
what you see in the front, mm -hmm. right? Um, I just updated my Facebook group. Um, in which, you know, people like, try to create a community. It's called Confidence You. And I updated okay. it to really, I wanted to be intentional, not with rules for the group, but just right. some guidelines. And one of the guidelines that I decided to use is follow the four agreements. And I don't know if you've read the book, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, but one of the agreements is don't make assumptions about other people. Yes. And believe that others are doing their best. And I think that we get so caught up in thinking that we know someone just because of what they do or what they did or what they have, but there's a person behind there. Um, and also, we interpret somebody's thoughts and words in the way that we want to, and we're coming in with our own biases. So I think that that's a great message that you're sharing, that get to know me. You know, I am more than... And that right. applies to so many, for sure. Um, when you are looking at the things that you do now mm -hmm. and how you're beginning to motivate and inspire others, I have heard you speak about this already, but I would love for you to share with the listeners, what are the habits and the mindset that helps you uh, be at your best? Yeah, um, I love that question. And it's really transferring from what I've always known into going into life and this past year, you know, I've really, as I'm trying to figure out again, who Kelly is and, you know, whatnot. Uh, yeah, as Julie, as you said, you've heard this story. And I think it's so cool to kind of go back to what I've known to, to be able to how to push myself mm -hmm. and how to be able to come out and kind of wake up and be like, oh, that's who Kelly is. She's, she is that comeback girl who never stops. Is um, Just recently, I went to a gym to start working out with a trainer because I have such bad back and knee problems and it was funny because we have no relationship of each other we had no mm -hmm. idea who we were and walking in you know for him having that stereotypical type as oh she's the olympian you know blah right. blah blah well i can push her and you know until she doesn't think i can push her well in my mindset i'm like well you can push me all day one but i'll throw up and knock over you know <laughs> fall over before i quit and you know just transferring over that into what I'm doing now at the new starting line. Um, the starting line is a little bit harder, you know, to keep that mentality because it's just a different, you know, pushing mindset, but going to the gym and having that, you know, knowing that I, I can push myself that way to be able to sit in front of the computer and push myself that way. It's the same kind of a mindset, you know, that you build for yourself and that you carry over, you know, when you are done with a sport where you are done with school or whatever it is you're going through in life to take those lessons and, you know, to keep mm -hmm. learning from them because it's still a journey and you're still learning, you know, different tools and new tools to be able to relate to that, you know, into, your new starting line or your new life that you're you're going into so kelly you're telling me and let me i'm gonna make noise with my chair because i gotta move here um, and my husband's gonna be like oh my gosh okay so you're telling me then when you're a trainer and and i like this whole answer you gave but i want to focus on the one thing you said mm -hmm. um so your trainer's gonna push you because he knows that he can push you mm -hmm. and i'm gonna just you know but and then you're going to keep going and make yourself and, and just like a dog with a bone mm -hmm. right is that yes. what you're saying to me yes 
Yes. Okay. Well, see, yes. this is the difference why I'm not an Olympian. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> because when I, and, and I have a full disclosure, I haven't been to the gym with my trainer since the pandemic started. And I've started working out with my friend who's a trainer in the mornings. But, um, you know, I, I, you tell me, okay, do that again. Like, I'll be like, what? You want me to pick up those big weights? I, I don't know about that. <laughs> And I'll argue the whole way where you're like, I'm going to prove you I can do it. And I'm going to push myself even harder than you're pushing me. So this is probably why I'm not an Olympian. And I'm going to take a lesson from your book. Because this is really good, girl. I love it. Um, What are you um, thinking as far as some of the habits that have served you the most that you want to um, continue to expand on? Or maybe you know, if there's some habits that you've incorporated that, you know, you're trying to set in place to serve you better, what are they? Um, really just getting to know my story more mm-hmm. and really defining what it is and really keying note to how to make it better, to get it, you know, what are the steps exactly? And when I say I'm at the starting line, I really am at the brand new starting line, you know, to figure that out and get those steps in place and ready to go because you can't present something Mm -hmm. until it's ready. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm at. You know, I, again, I still know where I want to get to. It's just the middle work has to go in it still to make it strong and powerful because that's who I am. I, yeah, yeah, you know, Kelly, the girl next door who has a soft heart, you know, and loves to help everybody, but I'm that powerful one who, you know, won't stop until I get there. And I won't stop until a trainer, makes me fall over throw whatever the case may be. And so it's still that as well to know, you know, exactly how powerful the story is to to get get the steps in order to lay it out on the table to make it presentable. So tell me this in the mornings, what what is your routine? What are the habits that serve you though? Um, really just writing down of what I want to do, how (laughs) I want to get started. Um, I've never really been like a writer, in a journal, I would do it like here and there, but really connecting to that focus and knowing that, you know, what you put your, or how you set your mind is what you put out to be. Mm-hmm. And just having that quiet moment and knowing, okay, I'm going to go to the gym because may not want to, but I know in my mind that that's what gets me going. That's where I use my power to be able to then transfer it over into what I want to go to in day to day. And just connecting, you know, of who I really am. Do you read? Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned the Jessica Simpson book. Is there another book that you love that has definitely given you some great lessons or inspired you? Um, not recently. I remember when I was training, I did read, I believe it was the Michael Phelps book, mm-hmm. uh, just like kind of what, what he went through and he went to Michigan university. So that was kind of cool to connect on uh-huh. that level and kind of hear and see what he did. Uh, but no, just recently it was just the Jessica Simpson. Cool. Uh, book. I am yeah. actually starting a book club on, uh-huh. uh, for listeners of the podcast. And oh, you're going to have to drop by on this one because, okay. um, we will have, not only the discussions and we'll do them on clubhouse uh in in under the casa de confidence club but on uh, once a month my goal is to bring the writers of the book so maybe and this is a goal for you i know that you're going to write a book 
but yes. you have to promise that you're going to come to the private conversation with the listeners. Um, but yeah, I want to have the writers um, come for like a little book study with the with the the members of the book club. So that's what I'm starting because I'm a reader. I love to read, and mm -hmm. I I'm always like, oh my god, did you read this? And I'm like, go get that. It's so good. Or I'll send someone a book. And um, but yeah, so I I love doing that. Yeah, no, I love that. And that's what's so neat, too, is because I related so much to to her book, Open Book, mm -hmm. I actually reached out to the author. And I was like, he's not gonna write me back. Like, uh -huh. he just wrote this amazing book. He wrote me back immediately. And he was like, Oh, my gosh, you have such a story. And if I wasn't doing x, y, and z, like, I would love to, you know, work with you, because I believe your story needs to be told. And I was like, Oh my gosh, he just wrote the book that I was obsessed with. So to know that, and I think that's so neat that you're doing that because, you know, the writers really, you know, bring out the best in the story of who the author is becoming. Well, you know, you have the possibility of writing your own book. You mm -hmm. you should definitely start to think about it. And, and listen, uh, titles for books are not copyrighted. So okay. you can use the same or similar or you know but I, again yeah. i'm not a publisher so i can't um talk about that um all okay. i know is my process and what i went through and i i was um fortunate enough to have an amazing team behind me when it came to writing a book which i'm like oh my god how did this happen so i can't wait uh yeah. to to you know get on with the next project when it comes to writing as well um i am hosting a five-day challenge on decluttering mm -hmm. your life Ooh. and it's okay. not about okay so if you want to declutter your closet you can we'll talk a little bit about that but yeah. what are things that maybe you feel that you need to declutter from your life um i love that question because i think you have to declutter what you know that isn't good for you mm -hmm. the toxic people the relationships and that's where i can always say you know i remove people from my life, you know, whether it be a good friend or, you know, whatever it is, because I can always say, you know, I did everything I could before you can't give no more or, mm. you know, go that extra mile. And in anything in life with any relationship, it's always a two way street and it can't right. always be you. And so really just knowing that, okay, you've done enough. Okay. So do, like you're getting rid of that. Okay. You're moving on. And I believe that's such a huge power of who you are and who mm -hmm. you become. And that's what grows your, your confidence. That's what grows your belief. Indeed. And that's where I really stand of, of who I am and how I'm so powerful as if, okay, you don't want me to come back, you know, to make that Olympic team in 2010 or whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. I'm going to come back. And it's the same with friendships, as I said, as a job. And because you have to know your core value, you have to know who you mm -hmm. are and just stand up tall to be you. And, you know, if somebody's walking all over you, you can't let that because right. you have to be strong enough to, as again, to know who you are and to be able to shut that out and to know that it's not supposed to, you know, be in your life and, you know, to let go of that declutter and mm -hmm. get rid of all the negative because, you know, as you just said, you know, who you hang out with and you know, or support yourself or around, that's who you become. So if you let that negative and, you know, stuff that you should get rid of that you don't, that's when you have to start going through your mind and, you know, just 
let go of, you know, the bad. Yeah. Letting go of the things that don't service is very important. I think that in life, and this is why I'm running this challenge, because I, I see, you know, especially with my clients, um, we tend to say yes to a lot. Mm-hmm. But time is our biggest commodity. Mm-hmm. Time is the one thing we can't buy or make more right. of. And when we're spending time and in investing of ourselves in the things that don't serve us, then the thing that do serve us or the things that we want to do or have happen don't come about. And then we wake up. Um, you know, I think that especially in, in, in you and I are of different ages, but I, I'm finding now in, in my life, right. In, in, I, I have lived my life in a way in which I don't want to look back and say, Oh, I should have, or I regret not doing that. And I actually, I don't even think you were born. Maybe you were just born, but in 1989, I started naming every year and kept coming up with a name for the year or a theme. 1989 was the year of what the hell. And as I got to, you know, I, things would come about. I'm like, oh, what the hell is 1989? I'll do that. Uh-huh. Um, and that concept has definitely stayed with me. And like, I have had the idea, oh, I want to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. It hasn't happened yet. But what, why not? Like, it's doable. You just put one foot in front of the other, right? It's And that's that's a very big thing. But I find that there's a lot of women who are the same age that I am. Mm-hmm. And they wake up and they're like, oh, I wanted to do X, Y, Z. And I didn't get there. Mm-hmm. For you, you being much younger than I am, tell mm-hmm. me, um, do you live on purpose? And are you creating an existence that um, when you hit a certain age, mm-hmm. Will you look back and be like, I did it. I did the things that I wanted to. Um, yeah. And that's such a deep question is, you know, really, I think I've lost so much because I spent my whole mm-hmm. world and, you know, into that ice rink and always wanting to become the girl outside of it. And that's where I've really woken up now. And I'm at that new starting line to see that this is a whole new life. I get mm-hmm. to wake up and you know be who I who I want to be and get to be who I'm going to become. And that word become is such a huge important part for anybody at any age because I don't you know age is not a number and I've always so been true. so true. You know the my biggest competitor of setting that timeline. Okay, I wanted to be married by 30 and have kids. Well, surely that's not going to happen. So still mm-hmm. competing at that time, you know, to really know that it's okay that that timeline that you set out isn't perfect for yourself, you know, follow what you want to get to. Mm-hmm. So you don't look back and, you know, have regrets and, you know, have those doors closed that you may mm-hmm. want to open. But if you want to, you know, go back and reopen them at whatever age, go do that. So you know, even wow. at whatever age that you're at, that it still can be open. And that's what's so important. And that's where, you know, I really get to fully live who I want to become is because now I get to open that door of mm-hmm. who I want to get to become and how I get to walk through it. That's up to me. Oh, and Kelly, so good. And yeah, like I, I got to live that part of it, but Mm -hmm. now that door is closed and not to source them. I'm happy it's closed, but now that 
I get to just open a brand new door and it's fresh and it's exciting. And, mm-hmm. you know, with my faith, you know, where is God going to take me yeah. and be able to, as you said, help and inspire no matter what age you are. Like mm-hmm. I hear people starting going back to college at 45. Okay. Then, then do that. That's okay. I'm 33 and I'm, you know, I'll be 34 this, this summer and I, I'm still, you know, learning to figure it out. And mm-hmm. you have to, kind of, I don't want to say hit rock bottom, but that's when you are down, that's when you are growing right. and that's where I'm at. And that's why I keep using that phrase starting line is because, you know, we're using rock bottom, you know, I'm at the gun hasn't gone off yet. That you know, should I'm be the still, name of your book. Maybe. Yeah. Starting line. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. It sounds like a good one. Sounds like a good <laughs> one. You should brainstorm. Um, yeah. So, Okay, I'm going to shift gears a little bit because we're mm-hmm. we're winding down with our time together. And thank you so much for your graciousness today. But are you dating? Because I think some of our listeners would want to know because you've talked about, you know, marriage and you've talked about. Um, and if you're not dating, what? Because I have single girlfriends, right? And mm-hmm. I see them going through this process. What do you do to meet guys? Because I, I never did online dating or any of that. And I don't know, you know, is that how you meet people these days only or what's going on? Yeah. Um, it's funny. I'm probably the worst to ask because yes, I am single, but, um, online dating is what the world is. And I just don't believe in, on, on online dating. I just believe in organic and I just know God is going to put, you know, who I'm supposed to meet, Mm -hmm. what I'm supposed to meet. uh, I love it. It's time. And when I'm truly happy, not that I'm depressed or, you know, Mm -hmm. not happy, but I'm not living to my fullest yet. You know, I'm still figuring that out. So why would he bring somebody in now? There would be no case for that uh, because I'm still on that journey of moving forward. Uh, So, but yeah, I mean, I've had girlfriends who have married on online dating and worked out. So I think it's just, again, who what works for you and who you, (laughs) how you want to do it. You know, like I said, for me, it's just, I've always been the girl who's, you know, that Southern hospitality, that mannerism. I think that's where that comes into play. And that's why I maybe don't believe in online dating for myself. It's just because I want that organic, you know, that organic introduction. So does this mean that you're open to people being a matchmaker? Because, you know, I, Mm -hmm. I, I don't think right off the top of my head, I know a Southern gentleman, but I'd like to connect people. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm always open, willing to connect. All right. I'm going to have to put my thinking cap on and maybe the listeners will, you know, have a Southern gentleman. And I have a lot of friends in Nashville. So that was one of the places on the list. Okay. So, (laughs) hey, uh, no BS ladies, if you're listening, make sure that, you know, you you put your thinking caps on and uh, yes. start to think of, you know, the right person. So what, what would be the ideal in addition to being a Southern gentleman with a big family? Mm-hmm. What would be the one quality that's important for you for this person uh, to have? Yeah, I think just growing and his faith and who he is to be mm-hmm. um strong and to be able to help the relationship, you know, feed off of each other Mm -hmm. because it's not just you, but to push one another to become, to keep becoming, you know, who you are and laughter is such a huge, uh, 
thing that I, you know, really look into, but just to have that, you know, unconditional love and, Mm -hmm. you know, to be there and support each other for everything through life. Well, laughter is definitely one of the things that um, plays an integral part in my marriage. And I I will tell you that um, if there are times in which maybe I'm stressed and, you know, if he didn't make me laugh, I, I don't know what would happen or vice versa. There's days, and, and the funny thing is when you're trying to be funny and the other person doesn't want you to be funny and then you're still being funny and you yeah. just kind of find a way to kind of laugh together. And it's very important. So it's a yes. good thing to have. Kelly, I could probably talk to you all day, but I want to be sensitive of your time. Thank you so much for visiting Casa de Confidence. If um, people want to find you and connect with you, how should they do that? Yes. And again, thank you for having me. It was such an honor to be able to talk to you. I feel like I can talk to you all day as well. Um, But to connect, my main is just Instagram. So it's just my name, Kelly Gunther. If you see an extra R, that's just me. Uh, If you want to reach out versus email, it's just my name, Kelly Gunther 06 at gmail.com. Yeah. And I would love to hear from you and connect on a deeper level if you'd like to and if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. Absolutely. And Kelly, you're doing some amazing work as a speaker. You have a platform in which you are motivating, inspiring uh, so many different people. And I can't wait to see what amazing stages you're going to be in this year because the world is opening and you are going to touch many lives. So thank you for being part of the Casa de Confidence. And I'm going to have to make arrangements. Maybe we'll do an Instagram live so that Dan gets to talk to you because I know that he's the little jelly that he didn't get to speak to you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, I would love that. It'd be so fun. Awesome. And uh, yeah, well, you know, his his name is hashtag handsome hot husband. So if you go look at that on Instagram and he to his dismay, but if you go in Instagram, that's him. And um, he he is always looking to, you know, get get to know the guests a little more. So I love that. Well, I'll have to give him a follow. Give him a follow. <laughs> I'm trying to get him more followers. Let's see. Yes. He has, hold on. We wrote this down because we write goals. Dan has 154 follows. And, okay, okay he has been doing all these reels. Uh-huh. Because yes. he's like, I want to, not that he wants to be famous, but he's trying to promote the podcast and he's actually launching. Uh, this is very exciting. We talked about it in last week's episode. He is launching his own podcasting service in which he produces and edits my podcast. And uh-huh. there's a couple other podcasts that he's been editing and producing. And now he's decided he's still going to do his, um, you know, badass aerospace work that he does and uh-huh. breaking aerospace stuff for a living. But um, this is something that is sort of a passion thing for him. He loves being able to make someone sound really good. And he loves the audio, the tech. And we actually are working with a publishing house that has several different authors. And there's a potential for him. He's going to be um, doing some of the work for them and, and producing podcasts for all these authors. So, uh, it, you know, it, it's pretty exciting. But he, he definitely loves to promote um, you know, our clients and whatnot. And, but so he's doing reels, but he's like not getting a lot of follows. <laughs> well, I will absolutely give him a well, follow. There you go. You'll make his day. It's so funny. He's, yeah. He's been, and he's like, nobody comments. I said, because you know, you got to make them a little more interactive or, you know, he, he, he's, he's like, don't coach me. I'm not your client. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, not, not that I'm an expert at Instagram, but we, we plug along as it is. But thank you again yeah. for coming to Casa de Confidence. And Kelly, go confidently and continue yeah. to shine bright as you have been doing. I'm so proud of you. It's great to know you. And um, come back again. Yes. Thank you so much again, Julie. I look forward to hearing this and can't wait to connect soon. Absolutely. So see you soon. See ya. Thanks for joining us this week on the Casa de Confidence podcast with Julie DeLuca Collins. Remember to check her out on Instagram and Facebook and always click subscribe to catch every new episode. Remember, leave a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. And as always, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Hi, everybody. I know that sometimes we get very lonely in this entrepreneur journey, and I want to invite you to join us into our limited time only Purposeful You Mastermind. For many of us entrepreneurs, we believe that we can do it all, but the reality is that doing it alone only creates a lot of overwhelm. So join us at the Purposeful You Mastermind. You can find out more information by going to bit.ly forward slash Julie's mastermind. This is going to be the place where you are able to then unlock your full potential and achieve long-term success for your business, push you behind your current limits, expand your connections, discover new ideas, and implement them with confidence. You're going to get the support in all aspects and transforming you to the six-figure business you've been looking for. Pause and get off the hamster wheel if you've been spinning around. This is a time where you can get that support from like-minded entrepreneurs that are here to join you in your journey. Together, we can challenge the assumptions and land the speaking engagements and opportunities we want to grow our business and make an impact in the lives of people. See you then. Remember, you can find the mastermind at bit.ly, Julie's Mastermind.